0: off top jj reddick might be the next coach for the raptors <laughs> play the music this is the dominique foxworth show <laughs> what up charlie welcome we to this very special show youtube audience gets a treat podcasters uh, you have to tune in and find out What up, man? So, J.J. Reddick's leaving us, maybe, potentially? Apparently, I guess. uh, (laughs) I didn't know that the
1: first J and J.J. stood for uh, Josh McCown, but (laughs) learn something new every day. it
0: stands for Jeff Saturday. Oh. That's the move. Josh Jeff Reddick. There it is. so, your name has to start with J and be on ESPN. So, I mean, coaching basketball is less challenging, so that's a jump that I think, I mean, we've seen players do it. Plenty of times, JJ seems to be a knowledgeable basketball guy and generally pretty likable, which I think is probably the most important skill for NBA coaches. I don't know if it's being likable, but it's the interpersonal stuff. But anyway, right now, I would like to take this time to look back and then look forward on the NBA season. So I got a trivia question for you. I don't know if this qualifies as trivia, but. Who's the favorite to win the championship from this point right now in the NBA? It's a dead heat with the Nuggets and the 76 How do you know this?
1: I looked it up right okay. before the show. Are you
0: a gambling addict?
1: No, not at all. I'm a total mush. Yeah. Anything
0: I say, I say is always wrong when it comes to gambling. <laughs> I've been trying to learn about gambling, but we'll figure it out. I also don't really want to learn about it, but I don't know. Maybe one of the big gambling companies will pay me enough money to learn how to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably
1: for the best that we don't know more about gambling. But anytime someone talks about gambling and they really know what they're talking about, they sound so so knowledgeable about sports and like that is that's uh, the
0: that's the trick for everything though like i feel like if you're inside i imagine there's some gamblers who listen to the people talk about gambling and think they don't know anything about it because i know that's how i feel when i hear like uh when i go to my son's flag football games and i hear the dads on the sideline and a lot of the dads he's on a new he plays on two teams now and one of the teams that he's on the dads don't know that i play football yeah so they like on the side are like complaining about the coaching and i'm like you have no idea
1: what the talking about they're trying to tell you about like cover two beaters yeah, and stuff. they're trying
2: to
0: tell me like man why don't the coach just do this why don't just do that and i'm just like i don't know man i just i just shrug my shoulders like uh. the, the thing that i get which i'm sure you get all the time is
1: there's first of all if you work in sports you're just a hero to dudes everywhere <laughs> um but i was at a wedding this past weekend and and you're like hey i'm like work on shows at espn immediately they float they like soft launch a topic <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) a take what do you think about uh that daniel jones contract (laughs) i don't know a good year i know as
0: soon as that is it's it's just a setup for them to give me their their horrible take
1: they their horrible take but also whatever you say they're gonna come in like they're the Stephen a of it and tell you exactly (laughs) how wrong you are they they launched their own you know 24-hour sports network and you're (laughs) honestly you are on defense for the rest of the night all
0: right the reason why i asked the question was because the the odds are very different now than they were yeah. before the finals and before the finals there were five the teams uh, yes yeah. finals yeah before the playoffs there were five teams ahead of them and one team tied with them right for yeah. odds to win the championship those teams are Bucks Celtics Suns Warriors 76ers and the Lakers were the tie team so i think we should use this show to look at a bunch of those teams because their future looks a lot different now and we should kind of decide what they should or shouldn't do so like for those teams like the bucks the celtics the suns and to be completely transparent we're taping this on wednesday morning so the games may change the way that we talk about the some of these teams but i doubt it because we don't think nearly as highly of particularly the Bucks, but any of these teams. But I, I want to start with the Warriors because I think they're the most interesting. Hands down. Yeah, and they're down 3-1. Yeah, They've won four titles. Uh, they were trying to build while uh, also succeeding, which I mocked. And they still snuck a title out. And I almost was close to apologizing, but I realized that no. This was not winning while building. They actually failed to continue to build because they're at a crossroads right now. A big um, question mark that it feels like most people in NBA circles know the answer to is, will Bob Myers, their general manager, be back? Right. It feels like the answer is definitively no, Right. which gives the Warriors an out, I guess, to blow this all up. But the problem with blowing it all up is you still have Steph, and Steph is still good enough If you get the right pieces around him to succeed. So blowing it up, you can't do
1: it. You can't do it uh, because I think one of the things we learned in this postseason more than anything is that Steph Curry is still one of the two best players in the world. Right. With with Jokic, like he on a game by game basis, you have a better chance of winning the title with him as your best player than pretty much anyone. And that's so precious. and He's 35 years old. And yeah, he works really hard to get his shots and keep his body the right way. But the way he scores the basketball seems like it's going to be repeatable for the next three
0: to five years. And Everything else has to be on the table. So everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. That's you. You beat me to it. The next questions I think are about Clay and Draymond. And so this is one of the interesting things, and this I guess ties in some to the point about JJ Reddick's interpersonal skills. Yeah, is being a general. And I've had this argument with you before. Being a general manager in the NBA is not like being a general manager in other sports, football, like the most popular sport, because in football you are really kind of a little bit closer to a fantasy football gym where the players are interchangeable, how they feel about that does how they feel about these moves. Doesn't matter in the NBA. If you have one of, 15 to 20 stars and maybe more, it might even be whoever the best player is on your team. If you have a piece that is worth building around, their opinion matters. And I find while we're going to talk about all the moves that can be made and we're going to talk about the strategy that can be taken, the most important thing, and I, I learned this, I've mentioned this to you before, I learned this when I was working at the NBA Players Association, that, one of the most important things about managing and probably the most important thing about managing is relationships right it's building those relationships and i made the mistake of thinking that the most important thing was like to be fully prepared and fully informed and and uh fully thought out of every particular uh potential externality and like coming in the meeting with a with three full binders of information and no matter what question they asked, I'd already thought of the answer to the question. And I realized that people are not as impressed by that in executing and to make a, a sports tie in executing the game plans is the most important thing. Right. The way to get people to execute a game plan is for them to buy in and believe it. The way to get them to buy in and believe it is to allow them to be a part of the building process. I say all that to say whoever takes over for Bob Myers, your number one job is not building around Steph Curry is collaborating with Steph Curry in the build out, or, or also convincing Steph Curry or allowing Steph Curry to come to the belief that you have, because I think the two big questions is clay and Draymond. He's emotionally tied to both of those players right. and, I'm assuming that you think that they're going to have to move on from one or both of them in order to make a real championship run.
1: Um, I mean, it's tough because, yeah, they probably do. But one of the things that's great about Steph Curry is he doesn't meddle the way other NBA players are. I mean, I know he gave the sign off in 2016 yeah. to sign Durant after draymond cried to him in the parking lot um because <laughs> they got smoked by lebron and then robbed us of, th- of two years of great nba finals but i digress that's fair but um, we are not here for Dr-
0: well i was gonna say we're not here for draymond bashing but we might get some views up no, if no, no, we start no, no. we start a podcast beef with draymond's podcast here's,
1: here's the thing about like draymond's not the person i would necessarily move on to i think he's the one who's most he's most likely going to be the one that moves he right. he has a, a player option he has player year. option 27 Play thompson million. has
0: one more year yeah. under contract 43 million where he yeah before you you have to pay him a uh, so big deal
1: i wish i had like a more salient opinion on what they should do because if you had asked me two months ago about clay thompson when he was sh- having the hottest shooting streak of his career when he was averaging 26 a game on 46 percent shooting from three i'd be like no like can run this back this is this <laughs> so, is clay thompson and and and
0: Stephen curry but like we shouldn't even so how do you know that this is not the blip that this because you know before the before the playoffs started, I was down on Clay yeah. Thompson even though he was playing really well, and so I'm confused at why you just let this particular run get you off of the Clay Thompson believers train. Uh, well,
1: I think the there's a much better chance that he will be on the team next year than Draymond Green. It just seems really? like it just well, yeah, seems guess, like yeah. uh, one he's such an easy fit with anyone he can he can be there, um, and two. This season has been derailed by Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Like, if we're going to be completely honest, which is which sounds crazy because Draymond has probably been their second best player in this postseason run. With Wiggins being a little bit up and down, Clay being up and down. I mean, Clay's had some great games. the The game they won against the Lakers, Clay hit like eight threes. You can see what happens when there's a second spacer with Stephen Curry. They're pretty much unstoppable with that. You know, one five, Draymond, Steph, pick and roll, someone in the corner. Um, clan wing it's always right. you put the defense in rotation um, but they have Jordan Poole they signed him for 128 million dollars he is an NBA minimum player he whether he was always going to be an NBA mi- minimum player because he was getting worse in last year's postseason before they re-signed him or the irrational confidence guy is less confident after the team leader punches him in the <sighs> face that
0: I like starting with Golden State because yeah. it is just uh, a great way to remind everybody that all my basketball takes aren't trash Yeah, because the uh, Jordan Poole, yeah. I was all over that. That that was a bad deal. I told you it last year during the playoffs. I told you during the offseason, and they didn't even have to sign to him, and now it's proven out to potentially if they can't move him, he could be the salary that causes them to have to break up the the big three yeah so the reason why the Steph Curry thing matters to me and uh, when you have a player like Steph Curry you keep him around forever and you probably will pay him more than he's worth past the time that he's worth it which is fine when you have one like that yeah they got three like that yeah and you can't be competitive if you're paying and let's be clear Draymond is
1: only worth it to them yes to pay that is a huge part of it um I do not know how he fits with another team that doesn't have the spacing that the Warriors have. We've seen their offense be worse when they don't have the spacing that they had in the early runs of it.
0: Um, It's not only his style of play, it's also his personality. I think that his personality might be tougher to deal with in a situation where they are not perennial championship contenders. So I'm not sure. I think Portland comes up as a potential place because you feel like Dame yeah. commands a level of respect and also Dame's style of play is, or at least his talents are similar to to Steph and they have other kind of shooters that he could yeah. fit in there. Oh, maybe. yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And I mean, people have talked about Dallas too. Um, yeah, no, not Dallas. I mean, maybe Luka needs to get a little
0: punch, punch in the face. Yeah, right there, like, I don't yeah. think that Luka will respond well to that <laughs> no. personally. He might need it, but he wouldn't respond well to it uh the the curry uh and so the only reason I brought up the curry thing uh, about being able to collaborate with him yeah is because you say that he doesn't meddle but he's going to have to sign off on any yes, big moves yes that's
1: ding ding and ding and that's
0: the thing and the personal relationship that he has with clay and draymond I'm not going to pretend to say that I know it or understand it, but my guess is that through 14 or through four championships that they've built some sort of bond. And I know from being on teams that there's always a division in your team between the players and the coaches. Sometimes that division can get uh, erased, which is nice, but there's a division between the, that group and the management the, the front office and the owners there is a us in them dynamic and i feel like steph is one of us and they're going to expect steph to be one of us yeah and it's not even only just like to be friendly with them there are people that he trusts and he's relied on so do you think i guess the the, the final point of this question or two questions i think is do you think that they can be competitive if they uh pay both Draymond and Clay big contracts going forward.
1: I mean, yeah, they can be competitive. They can be, they can... Championship competitive. Yeah, they can get lucky and have Steph going on an all-time hot streak and things be wide open. But here's the thing is like, why I think Steph will capitulate to what the front office wants and sign off on these moves is a couple years ago, we had wrist injuries, we had tailbone injuries, we had knee injuries, we had shoulder injuries. We thought we we were going to be careening towards the end of Steph Curry we thought he might never have another championship after Durant like something has been proved in this postseason that's very obvious that it's like the 2018 LeBron thing that this guy has reached a level where actually significant greatness is on the table like top five player all of all like not even just saying this like this stuff matters like we talk about players getting faded away in history as new generations come in Curry is like a generationally beloved player who can have like a, a a Brady like final chapter and continue to win because
0: of how great he is. And if he doesn't realize that or care about that in a certain way. Yeah. So I think he, if if he realizes and care, I think yours, you are assuming that he believes the only way or the best way to do it is without Draymond and clay. And you're also assuming that he would, if he believed that that was the best way that he would care about that more than he cares about doing right by them or doing what he thinks is right by them
1: yeah that's a very good question and the reason is is like he knows he knows they could be better with 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 more malleable wings around him you think he knows after the way that the lakers have guarded him this series and disrespected every other player on his team and the lakers are a really interesting matchup for them because they have davis and even when they put him in action now the Lakers, whatever. You're not beating us, Steph. You can take thirty shots. We're gonna make all
0: of them hard. And uh yeah, he has to know after that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he also could just be fine with this with like this team being reasonably competitive and fading into uh, to the annals, making a run here, or there, getting to a couple more conference finals, and coming up short, and then getting a another contract, getting a Kobe contract at the end, where he gets one more contract where he's just not good, but he 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 earns it and he deserves it. Is
1: he's got like a billion dollars from Under Armour, and and this like combined, like the the financial aspect for him. I mean, obviously, no one's gonna turn out more money, but like the ta- what's on the table for him is what we don't want to talk about which is like him being the defining player of a generation that had LeBron James in it that's, that's what's not, on the table it's not
0: on the table you know sure. it's, it's he is the not table. in the barn though he's like I barned that hay a long time ago what if
1: he wins three more titles
0: okay the hay has I have to unlock the bar yeah. He wins three more titles with with the roster that he has exactly. now exactly then we have to find the key to the barn but uh I don't know is there anything before we move on I want to do the Celtics next but is there any move that a fantasy move that you could come up with that could potentially, because it's hard to talk about they should move on from Clay and Draymond Mm -hmm. without talking about what they're replacing it for, because moving on from moving on just for the sake of moving on, like there may not be greener pastures.
1: Well, they're sort of limited by the pool thing, but the, I mean, the one that's sitting there, that is going to be like the name that's talked about for a lot of people who needs like? um I know what you're gonna say because I say it all the time. Yeah, it's Carl Anthony yeah, I and I, he'd be the perfect warrior because he can space, and he'd be like, "I love." I mean, he would call himself Splash Mountain. He would take that <laughs> name. He would take it from Brooke Lopez. It'd be perfect, um, but like, I don't know if they have the like the the capital to get that.
0: Cat Cat is one of those guys that you look at from a distance. It's it's like the. It's the the toolsy quarterback. Yeah. Cat is a toolsy quarterback. You look at him and like, Kyle man, they're using him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like you see all the ability that he has. And from a like offensive shooting, like I'm watching the 76ers seemingly dismantle one of the better constructed defensive teams in the Celtics in the playoffs, all because Joel Embiid, well, not all because, but a major part of it is because Joel Embiid, has range and and that is the big key for cat that's like his big attribute is he has range of course he doesn't play defense like Embiid. he's not the athlete Embiid is so i'm not saying he's, he's not like joel and does not play with force yeah ever. but can you imagine uh a one five pick and roll instead of draymond is carl anthony towns now you're taking l's on the other end defensively but He's picking pop with Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns and shooters, real shooters in each corner. Like that's. See,
1: I don't think that Draymond's like replaceable in the pick and roll, like because he's, he's a decision maker. He's like an all-time great passing yeah. forward, and so like
0: I, I get that, and I see the passes that he makes, and I don't, I don't for one second want to degrade the value that Draymond has to the team. He has a tremendous amount of value to that team, and I believe it offensively. But I do also think that a lot of the passes that we get all excited about, it's like a play that they run a lot. It's that, Four on three fast break. Yeah, and it's and the decision is pretty obvious. I'm gonna give you the ball if they double me. I'll give you the ball. You're you're unguarded at the top of key. Drive to the basket. If someone comes over to help, throw it in the direction that the helper came from. If they do not help, try to dunk the ball. So like, I think Cat can handle that. But I mean, that's that's a whole other conversation. Well, that's also like if you get
1: if you get Cat, you're talking about getting an all NBA center. Like the other things that are interesting is like can you pilfer the Hawks or the Raptors? I mean, or a team that doesn't want to win in the short term. I mean, like you can actually look at the other side of how the Lakers are. And like, part of it is, if you look at the Lakers situation, if you have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, even remotely healthy, LeBron with one and a half feet and Anthony Davis upright for this period, if you put competent role players around them, can you build a winning team? And the answer is undoubtedly, yes. The question is, is Steph Curry alone enough that if you move around the edges of the roster, assuming you're going to keep Looney and Wiggins, one of Clay and Draymond, like can you pilfer a Gary Trent from Toronto? Uh, Something like that. I mean, obviously Siakam is another person who's been bantered about who like if you, if Siakam was the, the, was the Draymond replacement, um, you know what? I think Bob Myers might not leave and he would do that in a cocaine heartbeat because you're just getting younger, taller and another guy who can play center and pass the ball. Um, But you know that's that's almost in actuality what I think is the most appealing. It's not panicking at this at the fact that you're losing to a gigantic Lakers team that um, is is healthy for the first time in three years. Um, but that's also that requires a more deft deaf touch. That's not like the, anyone could well not anyone could trade for Karl Anthony Towns. Anyone knows it's the right idea to add a
0: seven foot three point threat next to Stephen Curry. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's the right idea, but because I mean. Uh, for what it's worth there is some emotional value that Draymond brings to the oh, team. Oh, you
1: don't think it would be emotionally good to replace Draymond with Karl-Anthony Towns? I think that it would be uh
0: it might be a little more placid environment, which may not be for the best. As much as we don't appreciate Jordan Poole getting punched in the face, we appreciate the fire of a 6-6 guy being able to like credibly defend uh Oh, yeah. Anthony Davis, which, like, Carl Anthony Towns. Jokic last year in the yeah, postseason. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, he ain't going to do that. And it's not because he's not big enough to do So, like, this is going to be an extended episode, or we're going to have to spread him out or something, because that was uh, too fun to move on from. Um, the Celtics is the next team, and you already started that one a little bit. The Celtics is the next team that I think is the most interesting. We don't know the outcome of the series yet. There's maybe one or two more games left in that series
1: Pablo if you're if you're listening our old buddy Pablo Torre don't don't count your chickens before they hatch buddy you still got Doc Rivers as your coach he's counting them chickens he's a chicken counter (laughs) he has already counted the fact that he's in the conference finals for the first time congrats to Joel Embiid for being a game away from the from the conference finals um but, I mean, look, I Doc has blown
0: a bunch of big leads, so it's possible. It, but anyway, it, it doesn't change the fact that the Celtics still yeah, look like, right, you know. Right. That's exactly. That's the point I was going to Butter make in the is, sun. Yeah. Puppy shit. Oh, God. It's soft. So, oh, God. So the idea that they're going to have to do something else. So they've yeah. been really good and really competitive, and they've been on the verge yeah. for a while. And we're Six always years. like, yeah, just one more year, and they're going to mature. And last year was supposed to be the year. And yeah yeah that was supposed to be it where they just got to the finals and they looked better than everyone else this season similar things have happened but the major difference is the coach is out and they have joe missoula who like the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to fire joe missoula you think right? so yeah i think they he's what do you a, think you think that brad stevens just trusts his decision and he sticks by it and they, oh, build they it?
1: there is the brad stevens question of if he'll come down and co- come down and coach your team because like he was, even when he left, he's still one of the five best coaches in the NBA. He just wasn't connecting the same way. I mean, Missoula's 34 years old. I don't put this at all, like 100% on the coach. Obviously, mm-hmm. they lost Adoka, who's now in Houston. And if James Harden is in Houston with Eme Adoka, um, I think that there could be a stimulus package for the God, nightlife God, scene
0: God. next season. Um, I'm not saying that it's all Missoula's fault. I'm saying what's going to happen this offseason is that Joe Mazzoula is going to get fired. <laughs> so Thank you for pivoting us back to Boston. <laughs> yeah, I, I I appreciate the joke. Lots of people laugh at it, but let's get back to basketball. Okay, yeah. Uh, I liked it. Um, I just think that, like, honestly... Do you the, think he won't get fired? You think they'll stick No,
1: with no, him? no, no. He could easily get fired. I just don't, like... I don't know if it's... I don't think it's his fault.
0: That's not the point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they, they, they put a lot of faith in him. He's a 34-year-old head coach. He's the youngest coach in the NBA. If... Brad Stevens and Wick Grosbeck think that he's a great coach and can grow into the job. Like we've seen young coaches stick around slightly longer in the NBA.
0: Well, that's a bad hire. If you hired a person that can this is again, I hate to lean on my football knowledge, but if you are have a win now roster, you get a win now coach, a win now quarterback. They have a win now roster. <laughs> they did and not you talk, plan to hire this coach. That's not the point. They had to hire somebody. There were coaches with experience out there. They wanted to keep it they in. They could have hired JJ Reddick. They could have hired JJ Reddick. Um they lost their like number one assistant to yeah, Utah, Utah, right? Who's and so awesome coach, yeah, The They're deep on on their coaching roster. Like that my point point is you have a roster that is ready to win yeah. get jeff van gundy not that he's won a championship but i mean somebody somebody with some experience oh, I, yeah. I, I guess that's my point and it's not yeah. that there are plenty of good basketball coaches out there and i'm saying that if they hired him because they wanted him to grow into a job that was a mistake that's fair and if he is growing into the job then we can't wait for you well I and so think whether they... it's all his fault or not It's hard to argue that he has not had errors in this postseason that are worth being critical of, but just got fired after winning a championship. So I'm confused why you seem to think that Joe Mazzula's job is safe. Well, It's not not that I think he's safe. I just don't think, like, you know,
1: basketball coaching, you can really choose your own adventure with how you look at these guys. And the fit with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown like these guys have been anointed the best, super, the next superstar duo for a long time, and last year it seemed like they went over the hump by making it to the finals. Um, but if Jason Tatum is presumably on the level of a, you know, Luka Doncic and Devin Booker, you don't expect him to perform the way he did in the postseason, regardless of who's coaching. Him. That's fair. He's been bad the last couple of games, at least the start of the last couple of yeah, games. Yeah, Jalen Brown is probably the most limited. All NBA player that's gonna make one of these teams as as a like a guard forward. It's like it's not even underrated the fact that he is an unwilling passer and a not great ball handler. Like the the highlight from game five of that Celtics Sixer series that will be on the championship DVD is Joel Embiid chasing down on one leg chasing down Jalen Brown. That happened because Jalen Brown couldn't keep his dribble past half court where he fumbled the ball and then had to like Part of me, it's like the fit there, the fit with Marcus Smart, who is aging out of being... They a, brought
0: Brogdon in to address that, and he yeah. hasn't been the solution. And they
1: traded a, like a first-round pick and salary filler for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Like,
0: no, but I'm saying that he hasn't been the solution. No matter how much they, capital they expended, it, they haven't gotten an answer to their problem. They're worse this year than they were last year, it feels
1: like. Here's a question. Who's war, whose window do you think is closer to closing right now with the group they have, the Celtics or the Warriors? The Warriors. I think the Celtics. I think the Celtics. I don't think because
0: I, they're gonna have to pay Jalen Brown a max deal, and then that that oh, I just don't think they. I
1: just think that like their star core. I have less faith in winning over the next three years than the than the Golden State Warriors. Like I have less faith <laughs> well, I mean, in that's, Steph that's Curry a, plus whatever than than Jason Tatum, Jalen well, Brown, and just, Marcus Smart. Just
0: prove that you answered the question wrong, like. You ask whose window is going to close sooner, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you believe nineteen-year-old Jason Tatum or, or thirty-five. Right. Year old You're saying 30. that you believe that their staff, their window is more concentrated. Yeah. But it's going to close sooner. You just yeah. So like I understand you might you might take their window over that one. But anyway, the real question here is: Do they move on from Jalen Brown? Right. Yeah. Like that's the uh, Jalen Brown
1: and or Marcus Smart. This is the.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the Marcus Smart question is a different question altogether. I think that Marcus Smart can stay if they find an answer to uh to the Jalen Brown question. As mm-hmm. Marcus Smart becomes an issue because Jalen Brown is an issue because Jalen Brown can't offensively, Jalen Brown can't handle the ball. Marcus Smart ends up with the ball in his hand in key situation. I guess you could blame Tatum for that also, but that seems to be a lot of the issue to me. Is like. I guess it depends on who you get or what you do for Jalen Brown. Yeah. And
1: I have options. Yeah, okay. Would you trade Jalen Brown, who's likely going to make All-NBA this year, for DeAndre Hunter and DeJounte Murray?
0: Okay. okay. That's why you said the market smart issue. Because that doesn't solve the market smart issue.
1: Sure it does. Absolutely, it does. Dejounte Murray is an excellent defender, and he's six five yeah. and switchable. He I is know. on the floor in crunch time instead of Marcus Smart. Agreed,
0: but he's on the floor in place of uh, Jalen Brown. Marcus so Smart, is... Hunter,
1: Hunter is oh, playing. Okay, that, yeah. so
0: I guess that what I mean off- offensively. And by the way,
1: those numbers actually work salary wise. It matches perfectly, almost right. dollar for dollar. All right. Well, I, I think who says no to that deal? Knowing Atlanta. Has too many guys, and I, granted, they traded three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray, but I think they would have traded three first-round picks for, for Jalen Brown over this last summer, too.
0: Yeah. DeJounte Murray is going to be the... So then you have two players to fill in for Jalen Brown, is essentially what you're thinking. To, these two are going to replace Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, but mostly Jalen Brown. And it's like you're going to get his defensive prowess from one player, his offensive ability from the other.
1: Sort of from both of them. They're both two-way guys. I mean, DeAndre Hunter is sort of like… DeAndre you know,
0: Hunter? Yeah, he scores 15 a game. He's just a streaky shooter. I mean, right, he's well, like… I, I guess that's that's… He's you, like the poorest man's version of Jalen Brown. I, I haven't watched a lot of Hawks to be fair, but those feel like counting stats because I don't feel like it, oh, he
1: won't be there when it matters.
0: <laughs> that, that's the point be Harrison Barnes that's the point I'm making, and I know you know more. you watch more basketball than I do, so I was a little nervous about coming at you, but it feels like I'm right, oh yeah, that you are not actually solving the problem that you want to solve
1: well, i the, the biggest thing that I would like to see with the Celtics team is. Playing like, and I guess, I'm not even sure DeJounte Murray totally fixes this, but like a real point guard with Jason Tatum.
0: Wasn't that supposed to be what what Brogdon was?
1: Yeah, but Brogdon's 30 years old. He's had a shattered foot. And when he can play and be healthy, he's awesome. But I think that's exactly, I mean, Brogdon's a much better shooter than DeJounte Murray ever was. Um, But having someone who can like effectively run the pick and roll, be a two-way player in their prime and distribute the basketball, like... I hate to, you know, bring it back to the Warriors, the Lakers, all these series, but when there are multiple ball handlers on a team that are really comfortable with the ball, that's when you get to crunch time and all these different guys score. And the Celtics, to me, their offense always has seemed laborious down the stretch of games because they don't have a, you know, really calm it down ball handler, passer and distributor. Like, I can't think of other than Al Horford, an above average passer that's
0: been like, on their roster who plays crunch time minutes i was just thinking about how the lakers this is the first team to be built around lebron that is not um just three and d guys but then it hit me while i was thinking of that this team is not built around lebron like it's built around ad and that's why you have a bunch of like ball handlers because a traditional lebron team you don't need a bunch of ball handlers because you know who's handling the ball LeBron. yeah and uh i
1: mean that lakers team also uh just got Incredibly lucky with that Westbrook trade. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> it's um, it, like if they win the title, I think we might look back
0: on that as one of the like the most fascinating yeah. trades in NBA history. And nobody's giving Le GM the credit he deserves. Y'all all hated on LeBron when he brought Westbrook in and and tried to absolve uh, Palinka, but now Palinka gets all the credit for this deal. It's hilarious. No, one, no one's Le- blaming the GM for this one. Le genius.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so- <laughs> BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-F. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow
0: up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Barnstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets
1: Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, here's another one. I want to know what you think about this one. I think the salaries would work here. Would you trade Jalen Brown for Zion Williamson?
0: Hell yeah. If I'm the Celtics?
1: And you saw Zion Williamson show up to the playing tournament, doing little windmills. 100%. um,
0: I already said, hell yeah. You don't got to sell it anymore. He's played 90 games. Hell yeah. Jalen Brown for Zion Williamson.
1: Like, What'd you do if you're the Pelicans also on the other side? You have a no. nice roster. You have Brandon Ingram who would actually fit better with yeah. Jalen Brown.
0: And Brandon Ingram is like uh, Jason Tatum. but a
1: Better ball handling yeah. passer. Worst, well, I mean, worst player.
0: From a style... Yeah, he's a worse player, but he's better at all these other things. But I I got you. The from a style standpoint, it feels like he's moving down there. So if you have, um, I guess what confuses me is why you would think it's a bad connection in Boston, but a good connection for the Pelicans. Because if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not trading Zion. It takes much more than a fringe All NBA player for me to trade Zion. Like trading Zion, who is has the potential to be a franchise centerpiece yeah. I'm not moving him unless I think what I'm getting back wins me a championship yeah. like I think about it for Kevin Durant I mean like when Kevin yeah. Durant you remember when Kevin Durant yeah. was available and everyone was talking Zion I would uh, people were talking Ingram too yeah like, I was well I wouldn't send them both but I'd entertain no, you know, that, just I mean just right. Ingram oh like yeah, that. yeah I'd entertain that conversation for Kevin Durant or if there was I don't know some collection of role players that I thought would put me over the top um not for a guy who i don't think does that who, who yeah, i 20, see a 26
1: year old all nba wing who would fit perfectly next to your other all nba wing
0: yeah you're doing great blind resumeing but i know who the all nba wing is we're talking about and i know the limitations of this particular all nba wing and so it's a great trade if zion never gets healthy well that's a, well, this it's a terrible just... trade no matter what happens it's a terrible well, this trade. Is the, if Zion this gets is better. why it's,
1: it's impossible to talk about trading Zion, and why I continue. It's like no matter what, one of the teams is getting ripped off. Like the yeah. worst fantasy owner in your league That's who fair. trades. Like like if Zion never gets healthy, the team that trades for him is ripped off and is disappointed because he's an NBA player, maybe the third best offensive player in the league when he is healthy. And if he, yeah, uh, if, if he, get, if he does get healthy, the Pelicans are ripped off. But the Pelicans, from their perspective. I don't know if they would ever get if they're going to get a return right now for Zion. And this is, I guess, why you can't trade him. I don't know if you get a better return than Jalen Brown because team was one seed when, when Zion was healthy. Um, Brandon Ingram is much more effective when he is a, when he's the lead ball handler. That does not happen with Point Zion when he's playing. So it's
0: like I mean, you, and Point Zion was a thing, but that may not be the best way to operate the offense. Like, well, it's,
1: it's certainly not the best way to fit them together. He hasn't
0: played long enough for them to figure it out. But best case scenario, from a talent standpoint. If they don't match you have to get rid of one, it ain't Zion. Yeah, but Ingram is like, I think that Ingram is like, I can't think of someone
1: who's who's actually more underrated at this point because he just goes out there and scores 25 a game in like multiple years. He's 24 years old. It's, okay, let's just, you have Trey Murphy, you have Herb Jones, you have Jalen Brown, you have Ingram, you have C.J. McCollum, you've got Valen, like, yeah, you probably aren't winning the title, but... You are probably a top four seed in the West if you flip Zion I mean, Williamson for I mean, Jalen Brown, and you're in
0: the dance and every yeah, year. It, it does feel more and more like the NFL, where it's just like you just want to get into playoffs. Yeah, and you might be able to figure some things out. Also,
1: like at a certain point, if you're in New Orleans, aren't you just like this is never going to work with us with Zion Williamson here? Not, we're not at that
0: point. I, I mean, I we're not. You don't. You when you have
1: players, you as a former player in the locker room. <laughs> Uh, like CJ McCollum yeah. basically be like going out there being like, yeah, we all know what the problem is. And the the, the insinuation is that Zion's yeah. not in shape and not taking it seriously enough. And, you know, he's not a child anymore.
0: Back to the way. <laughs> oh, sorry, back to the Celtics. No, no, no. Not back to the Celtics. Back to the way that I originally opened this. Yeah. Is the interpersonal stuff matters. Yes. When you're managing. Because I don't know what how Zion feels but I know that or what's going on there but it does feel like there is some
1: what, what. I'm laughing because are we taking it all the way back to the bubble when David Griffin was playing the piano for him in his hotel room in Disney World are we going all the way back to it right.
0: you serenade him if you got to if you if that becomes a job requirement you better get some piano lessons it's, it's the NBA is weird that way where the most powerful the most influential um, assets not just to your team but to your whole league are superstars. Like, LeBron has been the most valuable asset for the entire league. Everybody's made more money because he's been somewhat happy and treated well. Zion has the potential to be that player also. So, when it's all collected into one i was gonna say little one huge body yes it matters how how they feel it's like you want to think about players as capital and you want to think a lot of people want to think about players as assets and capital but imagine that the most important asset you had the machine that makes all the widgets that you sell imagine that that machine was finicky and broken you would bring somebody in to fix it so that's the point that i'm making is yeah. that they need to figure out how to fix it you got to figure out what that machine wants i'm
1: trading him he can be next to he can be next to uh, jason tatum Those make beautiful music. I would love to see them play together. Great. Um Zion. And this I, is just what
0: I want to see. Dude, I, f- I feel like I I feel like Zion wouldn't look good in the Celtics jersey. I don't know why. You think he'd look
1: like when Shaq got in the Celtics jersey oh, and that, that was and bad. that the white with the green piping just look yeah, real wide. The, Maybe just give him number thirty six and retire it for pick Take it back from I, Jack. I, yeah.
0: I never valued the old Celtics jerseys until we have to see these newfangled ones. I
1: love the Celtics jerseys, the old ones. Yeah. The old ones. Yeah. yeah. They're amazing.
0: The, they're just the classic ones. And maybe this is just because we're old now. Because I love New Jerseys when I was young, but these New Jerseys with the cursive up, it's Celtic awesome. and it's like black and and gold and this, it, this it depends. Garbage.
1: It depends on the team too, because it's like it's like you never take the Yankees out of pinstripes or like things like that. When teams have good uniforms, you don't need to change them. It's like the Raiders in football or the Cowboys. Like you don't need to change those uniforms. They rock. But I mean the Cowboys
0: have good uniforms that aren't the traditional Cowboys. Cal- well, I guess they all are variations of the traditional yeah. Cowboys uniforms. I was thinking about the 95 ones that were uh, except those are just like throwbacks essentially yeah. with the stars on the shoulders. I love those ones. Yeah, those, those are, are great. Sick. Those 95, what's that? '90. I know the 95 49ers jerseys are uh, amongst my favorite and the 49ers have classic jerseys but those like uh, shadow lettering those are awesome. Those are the best yeah. and that was the same year that the Cowboys had those Star on the shoulder ones that were pretty tight. I don't know how we got here, but I like it. Yeah. I um, was just imagining uh Zion in that yeah. you know, the, the and white, and, white and green. So I, I people hate these new Celtics jerseys, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, sure it's yeah, yeah. people Celtics complain about, fans about them all the hate. time. Okay, okay. They're they're atrocious. I I pointed out the other day on um Debatable that the Celtic, I never noticed or paid attention to the Celtic smokes a, a pipe. Corn cob pipe. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If if it was a cigarette, you think they let him get away with it? No way. No shot. I mean what's in there? You could have meth in there, rocks, coke. All types of stuff in there.
1: I'm going to start a campaign. If, you, if honestly, if any of the listeners have any stories about people smoking meth out of a corncob pipe, <laughs> send those our way and we'll read them on air.
0: I don't know what you smoke meth out of. I mean, I don't know. I just I, think, I, Do you think there's
1: a corncob pipe meth crossover? Maybe.
0: I don't know. You get desperate.
1: You get desperate. <laughs> I, I Listeners deep in Appalachia are going to send think, us stuff for I this. think
0: that this should be my newest cancellation campaign. Is like I'm going to campaign to get him. His pipe taken. Ky- Kyrie Irving was actually just anti big tobacco <laughs> when, he was stamp- when he was stomping on Lucky. I think that he's setting a bad example for our kids. And I am serious about starting this campaign that I want the pipe removed. You think Boston would be happy with me?
1: Honestly, I, I cannot wait for you to get put in your cancel culture casket. For-
0: <laughs> I stay in there. Well, I guess I
1: you are. Like- no, in this case, you would be the woke mob that yeah. Rogers is pissed off about. Exactly. So no, you'd I be uncancelled. I wouldn't for the-
0: be cancelled but I would be like I stay on um the the conservative like sites they always coming for me for something that I said or done so I think that I'm going to use this to get them to come for me again I like that as a, as a plan.
1: Yeah maybe we'll do some headline predicting at
0: some point like what is. <sighs> it's going to be like so it's going to be something about being woke unlucky. And, yeah it's going to be woke and there's going to like some <sighs> Well, they'll just use a picture. I was gonna say there'd be some other insinuation, but they just use a picture and they'll say "woke ESPN uh, goon Foxworth comes for l- beloved Lucky <laughs> Lucky the Leprechaun." Just leave. <laughs> this is awesome. We're doing this. I'm doing <laughs> Start this. Start the campaign. I don't know how. I need uh, to re-record this where I'm serious yeah. or tweet about it in a way that's or, or write something. I might write a whole piece about how. Also,
1: I, yeah, if you can tweet us fake headlines about this <laughs> along with the corn cob pipe meth crossover that would be great oh
0: man we're way off the rails but um, we got one more team so only one two more, more th- team yeah we got the we suns two more teams. the suns yeah yeah let's do the sun so the suns it's they got kd locked up for two more seasons can they build around them the question with and booker yeah him and booker yeah booker is better than kd at this point or at least playing better at this moment on both ends of the floor um next year i i assume that chris paul would be a problem but he's only has half his contract guaranteed next year and then none guaranteed the and, year and after. And yeah, yeah none so they could uh be done with chris paul for a cap hit of about 15 and a half million yeah. which is manageable the question is who would they bring in and what do they do with deandre ayton because it seems that they don't want him I don't know who's going to take DeAndre Ayton. Nobody
1: wants it. I mean, first year of a max contract. Um, we have video of Durant and Booker screaming at him in the last game and Ayton just leaving the huddle and sitting by himself. The Aiton thing's funny because it seems like he's he's – it's not like they dislike him as a person. He's just like not that useful <sighs> for them as a basketball player and
0: very restrictive. He has so many useful skills. I still don't understand why he's not better or why people don't like him more.
1: Like, I, I, not that good. This is,
0: this He's fine. He's just a boring player. But he has a fine, boring player. He has the attributes that are hardest to find in a modern big man, in my view. He may not have some of the attributes that are easy to find which bothers people but this is so when i talked about it uh, at the beginning of the show how well, i was you so, used to
1: mean like seven foot and agile and can jump really high
0: yeah when at the beginning of the show when i talked about how i was super right about some of my basketball takes this yeah. is the one that i was very wrong about because after their first run i was so high on deandre well, he also
1: played the he played the best basketball his career that run I,
0: and it was just what i thought at that time, was most important for a five was not getting played off the floor. Yeah. The way you get played off the floor is if you can't hold up in the perimeter and switches and if you are an offensive liability that they don't have to help off on you.
1: He is neither of those things. He tricked you into thinking he was Jaron Jackson.
0: No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying. So, Jaron Jackson.
1: <sighs> He's everything that you want DeAndre Ayton to be.
0: He's, Yeah. He is, I guess. But I, you don't have to be Jaron Jackson. I guess my point was. I knew that height would matter at some point in basketball. Mm -hmm. And even though everyone at a certain point in the league, everyone was trying to go small. The reason why they were going small was because they could not have a big man who could stay on the floor. Well, so So, if you're
1: big with skill and lateral ability, of course it's better than being small.
0: I guess my point was the hardest thing at that moment to find was shooting. Just generally shooting is always hard. And a big man who cannot get run off the floor by the Warriors or anybody else's small lineup. He fit that. And he's not aggressive enough,
1: or he's just not a developed offensive player or defensive player. He's just not like he's like. First of all, his job should be really easy. This we 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 thought about this. It was just going to be screening, sealing, rolling with amazing pick and roll ball handlers. He's just not a developed offensive player, and even in that role, he's not dominant. Well, he doesn't do that anymore because Chris
0: Paul is not a part of the offense anymore.
1: Booker and and Booker and um, Durant are also amazing. Uh, pick and roll players
0: yeah and this is maybe uh, a lapse in my memory but I remember when I fell in love with DeAndre Hayden it was in the playoffs when Chris Paul was doing pick and rolls and Chris Paul at the head of the pick and roll is something different than Devin Booker and literally and me. I don't even I'm trying to think he's of times, a, he his own economy getting centers paid over the last 20 years good for him and I and good for them I'm trying to think of times in my head in these recent series where they actually ran a pick and roll with the intention of getting him a dunk or getting him the ball so like oh well yeah where it's like an easy read for him yeah. it, has, it hasn't been the case but anyway i i mean I, it seems clear that they want to get let's
1: stop up dancing up. around it they, they're they're gonna have yeah. a, a huge hard time moving uh deandre ayton they're not gonna get value back maybe they flip him for jordan pool lose w- lose lose lose. yeah that is um, uh, well, uh no but the bigger thing is Ay- you don't think just, Ay- you don't think Ayton
0: you don't think ayton works in golden state you don't think ayton works anywhere no
1: oh, Ayton and golden state would be the biggest disaster he'd have to Why? make so many decisions so quickly and he's not just like like we, just like we. I mean, obviously he's better than James Wiseman. So but you think, yeah, you think Looney, you think Looney makes a lot of really good th- quick decisions. I think Looney's just better than DeAndre. Ayton. Yeah, I, he's I just like like he's just a better basketball yeah, player. So Even if you no if you reason. put him on the Suns, he would be better than DeAndre. Ayton. That's fair. Um,
0: That's fair. I'm you
1: know, I'm am a sucker for uh, playing playing, the, for, playing for the Warriors is like playing for
0: Kyle Shanahan, where it's like you better play the. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a sucker for as we established earlier. In this is like the the toolsy guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at Aiden, you run you Aiden through love a combine. Those big white quarterbacks. Oh my gosh, they're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you run him through a combine and run Looney through a combine, yeah, you come out like, man, give me the one who looks older but moves younger. Yeah,
1: and and ironically, the one without two arthritic hips, but still, <laughs> he's the he's just, so we don't have to dance around it. The question with the Suns is, did Kevin Durant actually give them a window? Because yeah. he is putting up 30 points a game in the postseason. He is still unstoppable at certain points. He's clearly been the second best player on that team. It clearly hasn't made them an offense so unstoppable that, right. like we thought it was going to be. And he's going to be 35 next season. He's there for two more years at least. And you trade for Kevin Durant to win
0: championships – because he's one of the 15 best players. The, of the, time. the only thing about this, so my assessment of this would be you get a window with Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and so you always do that trade. The problem with that assessment now is it appears that Devin Booker has taken a step, or a, a, I wouldn't say a leap, but he's taken a step, uh, a very small step but an impactful step as far as oh, yeah. a player yeah, yeah, yeah. is – Concern. He seems like the type of player that is good enough to be the number one player on a championship team. Absolutely, which I'm not sure he looked like that in previous seasons. He is one of the ten top five players in the NBA. Okay, so uh, the question is, would he have made this leap or this step without KD? being there and if the answer to that is yes then would you have been better off being more patient and strategically building around him with the with, with the bridges picks that cam you johnson. have and the bridges and cam johnson and those guys than uh than going all in with the rant for this year and next year
1: i am gonna surprise you with this i love mikhail bridges but um i wouldn't panic about the sons i actually i genuinely think this Phoenix is a great place for professional athletes. Professional athletes love Phoenix. They have a roster that is so bereft of talent outside of Durant and Booker that like all you have to do if you're James Jones is do what you had done before, which is actually put together. And I'm not just you can just put together a deep team in the offseason. That's fucking stupid to just say you can just do that. But on the on the smaller scale, you can put other NBA players out there. Yeah. Like they'll be or, better next year yeah, than they are this year. Yeah, that's the thing is and like that's honestly If you run it back and you're saying all of the pieces around them are at least competent, I think you at least you aren't in panic mode at all.
0: all. Yeah. And I don't think they have very many moves. So we can move on from that. I think the how we get to the Bucks Still disappointing for the. the, Yeah. How we get to the Bucks at. I mean, disappointing is debatable if they lose to the team that's going to be the eventual champs, eventual champs that we all believe is much better than them. is like
1: before the series if we had said that, that's fair
0: but now we're watching and we know that (laughs) they're better than them so it feels stupid to say now it's not like when we're watching the celtics where we're like no you're better than them but you're still losing like the suns should not win this series if they put if they force a game seven then you guys know that and i don't but congratulations to the Suns. if they force
1: a game seven it's also just because you know durant and booker got so incendiary hot crazy hot that it's just Two guys scoring 90 points in an NBA game. It's
0: hard to, it's right. hard to beat that team. I wanted to get to the Bucks and the Knicks, but I don't know if we got a time Let's for both, but we'll just do the do the Bucks and Giannis is ready for next season. I'm sure you saw his tweet which was like I don't know, it came across so corny to me. He tweeted out um I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming with a picture of him in the darkness on a bench, and this was in response to not making all defensive team. Yeah. Um. A. Giannis, nobody's disrespected you, fam. Like <laughs> Giannis, as we've been talking about you as being the best player in all of basketball years. for the last three years. I don't think you're getting disrespected. So yes, being left off the all defensive team seems foolish but you're not getting disrespected counterpoint joel Embiid was uh gifted an
1: mvp just because he complained about it for two years
0: being disrespected earned the mvp by the way you don't really believe that he didn't deserve the MVP. he was great okay good i was gonna say you're trying to blow up the show again maybe he hasn't been great in the playoffs but no he's he's incredible yeah he has been i when i watch him it just makes me so sad because even though he's playing well, it looks so uncomfortable. Uh, dude, it makes he's like, scared. This is yeah, and this, this makes <laughs> me put a hole because in it, the floor. I, I guess I feel it feels hopeless to me. Oh, that he'll yeah, that he'll ever like be a full season of health and and be as good as he can be. So that's like I think that's the part of me saying anyway. Back to the Bucks. Okay, so they already fired Bud. Yeah, fired Bud. Um, they might be hollering at JJ after he gets out of Toronto. Fire, find a new coach. Um, Middleton has a player option that I assume he's going to exercise and become a free agent. Uh, um, Holiday has two more years on his contract, and he said that he plans to retire at the end of his contract. And Brooke Lopez is also um, a free agent. How do they go about handling all of these decisions going forward? Because Middleton seems to me that whatever he gets, he's going to be overpaid by the end of it.
1: I think he'd be overpaid immediately. So you'd move on from Middleton. If, I mean, it's it's hard in a vacuum because in the NBA you always want to keep the asset. Just moving on and like letting him walk. Well, um, generally
0: you you want to move on from him in some capacity. Whether you, you want to upgrade, sign him, and trade, or you I think let you him want to u-
1: you want to upgrade the roster rather than keep him.
0: Um, and <sighs> but it's just
1: that that might not be an, ab- an immediate option unless you can be Bob Myers, who somehow. Is able to turn Durant leaving into D'Angelo Russell into Andrew Wiggins into like, that's not always an immediate thing, but just letting Middleton walk, it's not like you're going to just
0: get cap space to replace him. So, yeah, you can't expect anybody to to get something comparable to to trading a a healthy prime Durant. Exactly. uh, For um, Middleton, or well, I guess they didn't trade Durant, did
1: they? They signed and traded Durant. They did. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's how they got the Russell contract, which so okay. then flipped to Minnesota for Wiggins in the first round pick, which became, I think it was either Kaminga or what? It was Kaminga.
0: Kaminga and um, Wiggins. Yeah. Okay. So I guess they could do the same thing for Middleton, but I, I don't know that there's a suitor out there that wants Middleton. But I guess that that ability, he might be a Boston guy. Oh yeah, he could be a, a guy that they add to that offense. That's comfortable with the ball in those situations. Good pick and roll player. Yeah, I don't know how Tatum feels about that though. Another but, six foot seven guy. Another six foot yeah, seven wing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right. So uh, then the Brooke Lopez question. I guess the real question is, obviously, as it seems to be coming, the theme of the show is uh, your superstar yeah. has to be on board with the plan. Giannis has presumably been. Uh, it appears that he's more in the steph curry mold yeah he's been
1: super patient
0: of super patient letting it all work around him but the coach bud hire seemed like something that he was not willing to step in front of so it
1: and he had knowing in the past he had tried to step in front of the firing of jason kidd yeah he went to he like tipped him off for it and tried to like stop it yeah
0: and i mean he was critical as in a very soft way in his post-game press conference of some of the decisions that Bud made. So it seems that Giannis is on board with that. So figuring out what the next move is, is feels like a Giannis call or getting Giannis to buy into that call. You have two years to rebuild a championship contender around. Yeah. It's Giannis. not, it's not Phoenix. As you argued is a place, good place for professional athletes. I'm not sure that players feel the same about uh, Milwaukee, but playing with Giannis seems attractive. I, uh, I don't know who. I mean, I guess Kyle Kuzma is a free agent. Free agent that uh, is not as good as Chris Middleton, but seems in that mold. See, this is the hard part. When this is why you just get stuck overpaying some of the older players because it's so hard. Because yeah. everyone overpays their players and keeps them, or not overpays. I don't want to use that terminology because that that flies against all the union principles that I stand for. But people don't let their players get out. So you so, don't want to assets to sleep for nothing. Yeah. I
1: mean the, the the obvious low-hanging fruit one, to me, is Lillard. But the problem with that is I don't think they have enough juice to do it because all of the picks in the Drew Holiday trade are still going to New Orleans, and they aren't going to have enough stuff unless they're trading like the 2028 and 2030 picks this offseason. You know and what I the-
0: think is more interesting than what the Bucks would do is... What Giannis is going to do. Yeah. he can
1: leave in two years. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. It's like it feels like he can leave in two years. Or, I mean, he doesn't seem like he would ask out. But And then they could rebuild around whatever they trade Giannis for. But it does not seem – this this does not seem as promising as it did last year. Giannis, go to the Knicks.
1: Um, Can I say it to the camera? (laughs) Please, by all means. Look, just go to the Knicks. It will be awesome. uh, All you have to do, if you win
0: once – once you're an all-timer there. That's not crazy. I mean, I guess that flies against the idea that um Leon Rose and William Wesley were supposed to get all um, <laughs> the, Kentucky the guys. Kentucky <laughs> yeah, they were supposed to get a whole Kentucky team. But uh, Giannis, with the pieces that they have in New York that are worth keeping, like Hart and Brunson, and they have a bunch of picks... Then they could send all their picks in. So, like, imagine in anybody in the, else. Too. We,
1: for the record, I love that we just made the Knicks and Bucks thing a thing together. But if how do you upgrade from a you know a lumbering power forward forward that just barrels into the lane and tries to get their points? <laughs> to, you turn Julius Randle into Giannis. Um, uh, no, no, no. I mean you can't tra- you can't you can't trade Giannis under any circumstances. No, like, if there you, is one circumstance
0: there where you trade Giannis is when he tells you you trade Giannis. I st- honestly like i don't even know you don't know if Giannis. or you don't know if they would do that because yeah, i guess trying like we've whatever never you don't you go never, and almost win the title every year with we've him. never seen i guess kevin durant was the first time that we saw oh, a, a player poor
1: kd had to wait three months
0: exactly so like you think that the bucks would be like nah if Giannis I mean, is Nate, like
1: the lakers did that with kobe they're just like actually we'll We'll yeah. trade for Pagasol and not trade you. Yeah, well, we'll they, they had, we'll had an, an, an alternative. Us. They had yeah. an
0: alternative. I don't know what the alternative is. I guess the, it's it's a pipe dream to think that it's something that they would do without okay. Giannis forcing it, and, and it's the, also unlikely that Giannis is going to force it. The, the alternative
1: is him just not falling on a basketball and injuring his back, and them beating the Heat in five. Like too
0: late. Yeah, but I'm already saying, did like, that. Dude,
1: it's two more years, and like this is if we learned anything from the Russell Westbrook trade, um, it's that. If you think you have a championship window, but you had a fluke injury, don't panic. Yeah. Just try and play. Like if we really thought the Bucs were the best team hitting into this postseason, running it back is not
0: the worst thing. It is not the worst thing because you can. It, you know what it is the worst thing for? It's the worst thing for a podcast. Yeah. Saying, just, let's just okay. run it
1: back. Okay, well, we already we already had the Knicks, <laughs> no, the just Knicks joking.
0: hit. <laughs> I'm just joking. That is a good spot to end because I think you're probably right. That's a smart move. But I got caught up in all the fun of the show, and I was trading Giannis or having Giannis demand a trade to New York. You were doing that. That oh, was it that Well,
1: wasn't... I thought he was going to go there in two years as a free agent. Then you had the demand to demand the trade now. Oh, wow. Well. Anyway. <laughs> Milwaukee's going to hate us more than – You're trading trading as Julius
0: Randle for Giannis. Uh, oh man this has been a great show again i appreciate you charlie um thank you christina buswell and adi khan and the good folks at podgo media for hooking us up all right see y'all next time this is the dominique foxworth show